I was definitely really frustrated by Instagram and TikTok and all of these um, social media platforms that really um, profit so much off of the content of creators without really giving them money back. Welcome to the Sisterhood Club podcast, where we talk all things business, Web3 and NFTs. We're on a mission to educate, elevate and empower women into the world of Web3. So join us on this journey as we learn together from leading experts. And remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So please do your own research and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood Club podcast with myself, Georgie Hubbard. And me, Pam Caldwell. Today, we are very excited as we're sat down with Jessica Brodkin. Jessica is an NFT collector, ex-CIA, which I am very excited to go into today, if she'll allow us, uh, a Reiki master and a stand-up comic. That is quite the resume, Jessica. Um, she is also the founder of Mystical Muses, where she is on a mission to bring divine female energy into the NFT space, which I just love, and remove carbon from our atmosphere. Mystical Muses is all about healing people and the planet. Jessica, what a mission, what a vibe you are. I'm very <laughs> excited to have you here today. So over to you. I'd love to know a little about yourself, your journey. So I'm going to be quiet now and hand it to you. Who are you? What's your journey been so far? Love to hear. Uh, first, I want to say thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled <laughs> to meet you and see your lovely faces and hear your voices and be here and work with you. you My mission is uh, oh, oh, what about me? What's my journey been? My journey's been crazy, um, as you can probably <laughs> gather. Um, I got recruited into the CIA as an undergraduate from MIT. It was a long time ago. It was 2003. Wow. It was the beginning of the Iraq War. Yeah, I know. Um, don't let uh, this face fool you. I'm old. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's... Um, and when I worked there, I was uh, working in the WMD field, and I was interested in um, controlling the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction because that was like a big issue then. I guess it sort of is now, but not really. Um, and then when I was about 26, I started getting really severe migraines, um, and I had a lot of health problems. While I was there, I just like, I don't know if I couldn't manage the stress or the energy or what it was. It was mm -hmm. honestly like my first like real job. Yeah. And uh, I woke, I passed out at a friend's house. I woke up one day and he was waving his hands over me and my migraine was gone. And I said, what is that? And he's like, oh, that's Reiki. And I was like, Reiki, what? Like, I've never heard of that. And then I started going to Reiki healer. All my migraines went away. I felt a lot better. Two years later, I became a stand-up comic while still working at the agency Whoa. And my uh, my bosses would come to my shows <laughs> without permission. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I eventually quit and became moved back to New York City where I grew up and became a healer, uh, which was a surprise to me that I was able to do that. Turns out it ran in my family, not Reiki healing, but another type of um, sort of energy healing yeah. was something that's been, been passed down in my family for generations that I didn't really know about. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I found out after working as a healer for years, I just felt like a freak and a weirdo. And turns out it ran <laughs> in the family. 
<laughs> well, everyone was a freak and a weirdo. They just kept it on the DL, you know? Yes. They just didn't tell <laughs> me. <laughs> Not weirdo, unique. Unique. I love it. Um, unique, the weirdo, unique weirdo. <laughs> yeah. What an amazing journey. And then I've just been doing stand-up on and off um, since then. So it's been 12 years of that. And I began my NFT journey, my Web3 journey in about October of last year. And that in itself has been a lot of ups and downs. And, mm-hmm. and, um, I mean, you, you have a collection too. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a whole, it's a whole thing to have a collection and be in the space and take that risk and, mm-hmm. uh, learn about web three. And, mm-hmm. um, overall, I'm real, I'm really happy to be here. I definitely learned from my mistakes in web three and mm-hmm. what I've done so far, but I'm still like, I'm thrilled to be here. And I feel like yeah. I'm learning every day how to like, mm-hmm balance and dance Mm -hmm. with the universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. And speaking of the universe, I think it's really fascinating how you're working with the, for the CIA and you had almost that wake up call with like, having severe migraines and stress and all of a sudden like you're, you're almost felt out of alignment. And I think like so many people can, can, can feel that they're not living true, a life that's true to themselves. And the universe is always kind of sending the signs to be like, wake up, wake up, wake up, you know, whether it's a migraine, whether it's another illness, whether it's just feeling flat all the time. So you had that wake up call. So when, when that happened, did you continue like work? Did you sort of put two and two together at that time? Or did you just continue sort of on that fast train and then sort of one day woke up and realized actually, you know, this is not what I want to be do, doing f- for the rest of my life. So I think like a lot of women, especially, you know, they'll just pick one career and they'll be like, this is me now. So I'd love to know a little bit about your journey, about how you transitioned from CIA into a healer, into um, founding your own NFT business is quite a, like I said, it's quite the resume. So how did that sort of look? I think your your question and your observation is so smart and um, accurate and not that many people see that because my dad w- kept telling me, he's like, well, you keep getting sick while you're there. I think that it's not in alignment for you to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little funny. I ended up going to grad school for economics while I was there um, because my degree was in like political science and I just had this belief that I like couldn't get another job. And then uh, I got my master's. And then the 2008 recession began. So Mm -hmm. I had this desire to leave in 2006, but I wasn't able to leave for years later, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did like just find different departments that were Mm -hmm. like more aligned for me. Mm -hmm. So I found other groups to work in and other divisions that were better for me. And I did end up just working enough to like get my grad school paid for because there's like this the government, like if you work a certain amount of time, then your grad school is paid for. So mm-hmm. I couldn't, I, I, I wanted to leave, but I logistically couldn't do it. No, I, I was guess. just going to say, I actually started my career in recruitment in 2006. Um, oh, you did. and then obviously went through the GFC as well. So I definitely have a complete understanding of how that at that time, it just, you felt stuck in the industry that you were in because there was almost that fear factor driving your career at that yeah. time and your choices and stability became the priority right. in a lot of people's minds. So I completely empathize with that situation at that time. But I think it's very smart. You've obviously been very in tune with what's been going on in your body and your mind and that, yet it's perhaps not been in alignment and looking for other avenues within the career that you had at that time. But 
what yeah. is screaming to me is that you've definitely possessed a, an appetite for risk, you know, to be able to do <laughs> pivots in your career. Yeah. So like onto like the, the web three, um, I'll skip the, 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 the healing part of the moment because we'll definitely go back to that. Um, but what sort of initially sparked your interest in Web3 and NFTs to go down that route? Because, again, a very, what a lot of people would perceive to be a high-risk industry to dip your toe into. Um, there were There's so many things I love about Web3 um, that I know. Ne- so I'll, I'll answer two things. Uh, two ways. First, what, what got me into it, I think it was your question. What was the spark that got me into web three to begin with? So as a comedian, I found that, um, that the industry I felt was a bit abusive to a lot of artists. And I thought that what I loved about web three and NFTs is that I thought that artists were sort of taking their power back in an interesting way and that they were able to monetize, build their own audiences in a, in a new way. And I'm, I was definitely really frustrated by Instagram and TikTok and all of these um, social media platforms that really um, profit so much off of the content of creators without really giving them money back. Instagram doesn't give any money back. TikTok does have a, a creator um, fund, but it's also like really minimal. Like I have a friend who has 200,000 followers, produces things every day, makes like $200 a month off of that. Like mm-hmm. that's not fair. No. So I just like really, really was excited about the decentralized web and what it could mean for content creators because, you know, there, there, of course there are content creators that are like the, 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 the top people or something, or just like a, the 1% of comedians who are doing super well. And then there's a whole bunch of other artists who are just like, not getting their just desserts. So I just thought that the decentralized web was something that was really exciting. I also wanted to do sort of like a large scale project because I was like, how do I get the best part of my own essence out there in the world? Mm -hmm. And that's why I was like, oh, maybe I'll make a divine feminine NFT collection. Um, So that was, that was what really sparked my interest. I thought that it was like revolutionary Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get in on the revolution before you know, and really understand the technology mm-hmm. before it all like sort of cascaded before it was too, I wanted to be early or relatively early to the space. But now that I understand web three even more, I think that there's, I understand better the greater possibilities that there are for technology to solve the world's problems. Mm-hmm. And I also understand the negatives of web three and the negatives of the scammers or the the people who are trying to, to break the the system in a way that benefits them financially and destroys other people. So web three is really light. Like the rest of this world is there's a lot of light and there's a lot of dark. Mm -hmm. There's the smartest people I've ever met in my life building incredible things. And then there's people who are just like, how much money can I make? Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with making money, but there's a way to do it in a way that is, um, uh, ethical. Mm -hmm. Can, can you talk a little bit more about your your project itself? Because I think the the art for a start is absolutely fantastic. I think the the women that just look amazing. So yeah, what, what sort of like sparked the idea of like Mystic Muses that like how you wanted the the women to look and and then obviously like the the utility behind it as well. I just think it's just such a powerful mission, like reducing the carbon in the atmosphere. I mean, I'd love to know how you're going about that. I'm just fascinated. I just think we we need more people like you, like helping the environment because it's uh 
yeah, the world's in a bit of chaos at the moment. So I love the fact that, you know, you can use technology for good. So yeah, I'd love to know about Mystic Muses and, and the mission and the vision. So I, I created it with a partner. His name is, um, so I created the art with a partner and we hired an artist and my partner is, um, he's a comedy producer in New York city. He's one of the best in the city. And so, and he's a comedian. So a lot of the utilities is, is sort of like a combination of what is he really good at and what I'm good at and, and sort of like, how can we really, sorry, dogs going crazy outside. How can we really benefit, um, our holders in what we're really good at doing the art. So the, well, the woman was designed by my face a little bit. I've gained a little weight since then, but like, your face looks very similar to the art now that you've just said that. And you definitely, yeah, so, so, so we would take photos of my, of me like this. Yeah. And so the art is actually based on my face. We wanted to make her nose a uh, wider and uh, a little, um, more ambiguous we and we wanted but a lot of her face is actually my face just um and then all of the and then we wanted the women to be really supernatural and just went kind of nuts with imagining it so let's say my business partner came up with a lot of the art like the um the he wanted butterflies to grow outside of the eyes themselves so he wanted the eyes to be like part butterfly wings like a 3d butterfly wing he wanted a, a crown of tarot cards. Wow. And then I, I chose, I chose the cards. Um, one of the things I want, we wanted to use stuff from both of our cultures. So he's from the Philippines and we had a, a traditional Filipino gown. Um, I grew up with Hamza's and also I'm, I'm part Iranian. And so I have a Zoroastrian, which is one of the ancient Iranian gods <laughs> as like, so we, we worked really hard to not culturally appropriate. So we just like went into our own cultures and the third eye is a really, really big part of the, um, we have a lot of them have, uh, have three eyes and a lot of them have a, um, uh, what is it called? The eye covering mm -hmm. with, uh, with the third eye. So mm -hmm. to show that even if your eyes are closed, your intuition is still there. Mm -hmm. I love that. Even if you can't visually see, you can like spiritually see. We really, we really went nuts with the art. Mm -hmm. We went really, really, really detailed. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a lot of like alien skin colors. So lots of um, green and purple and galaxy. And we wanted, we, we worked really, really hard on it. We wanted it to be, and he's an artist. We wanted it to be really, really beautiful. So thanks for, for, for noticing that and, and supernatural. So we have like tornadoes coming out of women's eyes. Mm -hmm. We have you know, we have, um, fire eyes. We have all sorts of, we wanted to just like be as imaginative as we possibly could. And it was the most fun that we had on the project was honestly creating the art. It yeah. was so, so fun. Yeah. I, yeah. um, I wanted to make it carbon negative. We talked a lot about, mission and charity and like, what's the right move? Because I feel like most, maybe, maybe this has been your experience. Most women co uh, led collections have a really big charity associated with it. Yes. yes. They usually are very, very mission driven. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we're helping the fish in the sea. We're helping plant trees. We're um, doing X, Y, Z. And I, I, um, I know that there's so much um, resistance towards blockchain and the environment. So it was like, well, let's just make it carbon negative. 
So if that's if that's the resistance, if people are like, this is bad for the environment, let's make it good for the environment. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to like challenge the beliefs that it's bad for the environment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was uh, that was like a really big mo I met the I met Nori, the company that we work with, which any NFT company can can work with and partner with. I met them randomly mm -hmm. in Miami. And um I just vibed with one of the founders and showed her the art. And she said, the art is beautiful. Can you design one for us? And I was like, yeah, of course. And, um, and there we go. Yeah. Well, so that was, that was what we did. It's just such a powerful mission. And I just think that, yeah, like I said, the art's phenomenal. The mission is amazing. And you're right. Like a lot of people, especially where Pam and I live, we live in Torquay, the surf coast. And it's very all about sustainability. And a lot of people have yeah. said, you know, well, you know, they, they were sort of against Web3 and NFTs because of the impact it would have on the environment. So I love the fact that you're addressing that. And, you know, I just think this is just the beginning of NFTs, their use cases, where we're going, all of this. And I'd love to see like 100%. what your thoughts are, you know, where, where do you see NFTs going in the future? And, you know, do what sort of like use cases do you foresee there being, you know, in the next, you know, two to three years? Great question. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts too. Um, I know I'm being interviewed, but I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. um, I really want to know what you think. <laughs> Um, and have like more of a round table about it. Mm. Um, I know that people are really into music NFTs. Mm -hmm. I think that's cool. Um, I really like membership NFTs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that there might be more and more of them that companies will use them. Um, so I think membership NFTs, they could be something for really simple, like for Chipotle, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be something crazy, yeah. mm -hmm. but, um, I like that people's ownership is more, uh, digitized. So I feel like NFTs will be used to show ownership for maybe rare items. Mm -hmm. Maybe like if, uh, if there's a, a Christian Dior edition of a purse or something, this belongs to this or this. Belong so I think that ownership will be NFTs will be used more for ownership. Mm -hmm. I think NFTs will be used for membership. Mm -hmm. I think NFTs will, um, obviously go beyond just physical art. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Jessica, I think um, th th this is just the beginning and the beauty of it is that we are in an almost ground level and I think that's also the beauty of the space because it's encouraging so much creativity and the doors that it's opened for creators um, and artists to just come in and innovate and let their imaginations run wild from a real basic level that has been phenomenal to see all that so far and interestingly in terms of you mentioned just there like membership nft that's actually what sisterhood club is and what we are currently creating um with our platform um and that's all going to be around about personal development and the eight pillars of health um but um just to like touch upon what you mentioned just about um women coming into the mm. space and women are very mission-led and this is why I feel so excited to like have heard about your project um, and what we are going to be bringing to the market as well and bringing to the industry because I want to see as many women grabbing a seat at the table as possible because I think that women um, just come with such just like through a lens of wanting to make the world a better place and wanting to create a web three that is safe, right? If we think about the people that are going to be coming on to use web three and get involved in NFTs, it's going to be the younger generations. And we want to make sure that we are creating um, that space where people are safe and people are set up to thrive and people are set up to be creative and, you know, 
people are set up to earn. Um, and you know, I know that you've got some fantastic missions there in terms of like empowering females yourself um, from the lens that, that that your project comes um, comes from with Mystical Muse. Um, in terms of what you've actually seen so far as the main barriers of entry for women getting into the space, what, what do you see as what's holding women back from coming into the space at the moment? I think that um, the barriers that women might have internally are kind of more uni- universal among us mm-hmm. a lot of the time, like feeling worthy of, um, of sales, feeling worthy of our desires. Um, sometimes I feel, so I think some of it's internal and then I think some of it is systemic, you know, women don't get funded as much. Women don't ask for funding as much. Mm-hmm that we don't have that like sort of programming that a lot of men do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, um, I think that what we do have is there's a lot of support. Women support each other a lot, but maybe we, we won't ask for the sale. Mm -hmm. So we'll be like, Oh, I support you. I support you. But we don't, we don't actually like, Mm -hmm. um, we're less likely to shill Mm -hmm. in a way or we have a different approach, but I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, I don't know what's, what's the right way to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think the space can be, you know, it's very supportive, but can also be clickish. Mm-hmm. There's also oh, like, sometimes it feels like there's some clicks mm-hmm. and, um, and in web three, there's a lot of like, I don't know. I I'm really happy to be in the age of the Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. I think Twitter spaces are so helpful for meeting people and getting to mm-hmm. know people and getting your project out mm-hmm. and serving people and all of that. Yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, I, I think you did beautifully. And uh, this is something you've just touched on, on something that I am really passionate about, as is Pam. And I think, you know, women, for whatever reason, we do seem to experience imposter syndrome a lot. You know, we do sometimes feel like yeah. that lack of self-belief and that lack of self-confidence. And, yeah. you know, Pam and I were actually at a pitch party the other day. And the difference between a man getting up and speaking and a woman getting up and speaking was quite confronting to watch because the woman was a bit more reserved and and the man came out and was just very confident. And I just thought, why is this? What is going on in our society? Like, I mean, look, we can all have a conversation about this right now. We're not going to solve the world's problems. But I'd love to just sort of see, like, I'm always curious to sort of see, you know, what what are your thoughts on, like, where does this come from? Why are women afraid to, you know, really step up in their true potential? Like, and and especially from from a spiritual point of view as well, like, is it because of our ancestors is it because of our history you know what what stops women or and what can we do to encourage more women to step up into their true potential oh my god how long have we got amazing (laughs) question um why are women less so i'll start with one question start with one at a time why are women less um confident in terms of asking for it Mm -hmm. i think it's the way we're socialized Mm -hmm. I think it's the way that we're, maybe it's the way we're wired also. I don't know. Mm. Um, maybe it's patriarchy. There, I think that, I think it's really, t- I think it's really all of the things. Yeah. Women weren't, you know, we weren't allowed in America to have credit cards, I think until the eighties or seventies to have our own bank accounts or credit cards, something like that. Yeah. Without like a male signature. That's like, we're still like fighting for abortion rights here. We're like about to lose our abortion rights in America. Mm. So I don't know what it looks like. It must look like a dumpster fire from where you're sitting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are watching, but 
Wow. Yeah. You know, honestly, I do like I have actually obviously watched from afar about what's going on politically in terms of women having control and having a say over what they're actually going to be doing with their body, um, especially with the whole abortion issue. And, you know, it does spark the question, like what? Why why are we going backwards? You know, we spent decades pushing forwards and getting these rights pushed through. And then all of a sudden, like someone just swoops in and decides that, you know, abortion rights should be removed mm-hmm. from women completely and even from, you know, like a complications perspective. Right, like right, it's right, just right. Yeah, just like one sweeping decision. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, you can't, you know, you can't take that away from women. We've fought mm-hmm. so hard to make progress in all areas mm-hmm. of life. But to have that control and say over how we, what we choose yeah. to do with our bodies all, is, is All insane. of this is related. I think it's all related. Mm-hmm. It's like, why aren't women, mm-hmm. why aren't, you know, I, all of the fact that we have to have these conversations, I think is related to money and related to mm-hmm. finance and related to, to programming. So, mm-hmm. and I think you were, the other thing you were asking was, how, what can we do? You know, um, MIT is having a pitch event that's just for women in June. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, a more comfortable environment. Yeah, it's just for women. So I think that we mm-hmm. can take. I f- I feel very supported by women. And I feel very supported mm-hmm. as a female founder, and I feel really supported by other female founders. But I still just like. And by men too. I still don't know how to ask for ask for money properly. I still have, even though I've really come far in my life, I still have um, stuff to process in terms of mm-hmm. um, those issues. And the way that I've processed it personally has been EFT tapping has been one of the tools mm-hmm. that I've used the most. I'm now reading a book mm-hmm. that I'm, I haven't done the exercises yet, but I'm about to called Existential Kink which is actually okay. about shadow integration. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's like saying that like that people, it's really just like owning the, owning the darkness of ourselves in terms of like yeah. owning, oh, yeah, owning like the parts of our, right, owning the parts of ourselves that maybe enjoy being the underdog or enjoy the, the mm-hmm. parts of life. And that's like, that's some real like young yin, you know, psychological mm-hmm. stuff to dive into. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I read a really good book called um, Spirit Hacking and I oh, highly recommend oh, I love it. That book. Yes. I yeah, love that yeah. book. And that's, yeah. Amazing. Right. Like it's a shaman, shaman. and I just shaman was like Derek. reading it all and I was just getting oh. so fired up. Yeah. You know, the it's, one you got to read it. It's so um, good. Feminine energy, like, you know, just over, over, like overcoming the masculine and it's been too masculine. And, and th- this is why, like, I just, I'm keep on stressing this to all of my friends and every single woman that I speak with, like web two was a boy club. We cannot allow that to happen in web three. We, we need women to have a seat at the table because web three is the future. It's coming. The metaverse is coming, like Web3 is is here and it's here to stay. And if women are not involved in the conversations about what's about to take place, we will get left behind. And like Pam just said there, like we've, we've, we've been pushing forward for decades and we cannot afford to be going backwards. So this is why like we started the sisterhood because we want to elevate other women's projects. We want to bring light into what other females are doing because there's so many incredible products out there at the moment that perhaps aren't getting the 
the airtime that other products are getting. So we just really wanted to elevate that as part of our mission and empower other women to be like, you can do it. Like, let's all get behind each other and let's support one another. Let's, you know, collaborate over compete because I feel like women do compete and there's no need to, like there's enough abundance out there for everybody, but we've had this scarcity mindset for far too long. And now it's all about really like stepping up into our feminine and realizing that when we're in that, we are, we we can be superhuman. So I just, I absolutely love your mission and I love the project. And I just think that I just know that Mystic Muse is going to go, you know, super far. So I guess just for our listeners who are, you know, looking into, you know, NFT projects and, and like, you know, maybe sort of minting their first one, like, you know, where can they go? Where can they find you? Where can they sort of, yeah, find out more about mystic muse and all the amazing things that you're doing oh you're so sweet you, you i'm so <laughs> I, I i don't know i'm so overwhelmed by by both of you and this whole podcast i'm just <laughs> like all all the dopamine is just running through my body um <laughs> and I, love it. I actually really love the comedy um part of your project as well I think it's so important to make sure that we are laughing like the world can get so heavy and I think that the fact that you're bringing some comedy to the space as well is absolute gold great I'm so happy to hear that sometimes I feel like we're doing too many things but so we have like weekly events and they're like comedy or intuitive we have psychics and tarot readers and astrologers and healers and all that stuff so we're just like doing all the healing and comedy is healing, you know? So I try to to think of it that way. So people can find us at mysticalmuses.io. They can find us on Twitter um, at mystical underscore muses. And um, that's where we have basically it's it's just Twitter. And um, I mean, we have an Instagram, but we're not really, we're we're not really active there, but if they want, it's like mystical muses NFT. Um, so we'll, we'll make sure that we put all the links in the show notes the as well. Okay, so great. Thank you. Go check out the projects and things. But it's been an absolute joy to speak to you, Jessica. I know our paths will cross again. Pam and I are hoping to so get happy. over to New York at some point and uh, be going to all of the, the conferences next year. Um, so hopefully we will meet you there face to face. And wait. who knows, we might even run our own event. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Yeah. And uh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll talk and see how we can collaborate. I love doing that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I would love that. So yeah, won't be long until we're opening NYC and uh, you can show us all the cool, cool spots to hang out as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give a little share on your social. And if you have time, please leave a review. And I hope to see you next time. Take care.